0: Jesse McCartney, T B T. What was his song?
1: You and your beautiful soul. I don't want anyone to hold. I don't want my love to go to waste. I just want you and your beautiful soul. Remember when he was on um... (gasps) Sweet Life? Yes. That is so funny. That feels like actually a key part of me figuring out that I was gay. Not because I was like... (laughs) Help. (laughs) Well, I just remember Ashley Tisdale and Brenda Song being like, oh my God, Like we're so obsessed with him. He's so cute. (laughs) And I remember being like, I also want to feel that way, but I don't feel that way about Jesse McCartney. (laughs) So... (laughs) What you're saying is you're gay
0: in opposition.
1: Well, it was confusing. I was like, I want to feel the way they feel, but I don't feel that way about Jesse McCartney. Wow. The confusion is real. Welcome back to We Love That. This week, we are talking about Kamala Harris, about Joe Biden, about the Democratic Party, about electoral politics. And there was a lot to say, let's just say that.
0: We went a little long, and so it's gonna be a double feature. And if you're looking where to
1: start, you're in the right place. The second episode should also be posted and you can click on that right after you click on this. I mean, I have to start off with a question. And I kind of got into this the other day, but I need to know. You said that... So I wasn't on a call with you when I had this realization about Subway. (laughs) Jerome.
0: (laughs) Jerome. Okay. (laughs) It's called Subway.
1: (laughs) It is called Subway. Whoever was having this conversation with me, please let me know. But I was talking with someone about... Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, and I was like, oh, that's so clever. The Waverly substation that their their family owns this like sandwich shop, but it's like subway themed because sub sandwiches, sub subway, whatever. I was like, that actually is not a bad idea. Stop. <laughs> but that's literally what subway is. I didn't get it, I didn't put it together. <laughs> I can't I can't be the only one who didn't put that together. They're just called the same thing.
0: I like I would there's just no translation that has to happen. You know like it's the subway and also subway.
1: I just thought I don't know what I thought it was.
0: Next, but I
1: think <laughs> But, like, they have the tile, they have, like, the trim around the wall that is, like, subway maps, subway stops. And the arrows. The arrows.
0: Like, which way are we it's going? Like we're going this
1: way or that way, like, uptown, downtown.
0: Very binary. But none of
1: the sand, like, nothing else about subway is, like, subway-themed. I guess it's called subway. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean like, the what sandwiches do you sandwiches aren't to like, do? <laughs> like I don't know on Wizards of Waverly Place the sandwiches have funny names
0: I'm not ordering a one train that's not what I'll be doing
1: No but they had like pun names they were puns The sandwiches at Subway are just like ham and cheese <laughs> <laughs> I see nothing wrong <laughs>
0: I don't um, see nothing wrong. Oh, ooh. That's good. Um Kenan,
1: how you doing? I
0: am good today. Today's I'm is it I know I'm good. I had to check in. <laughs> I had to check in for a second and just He's figure it firm. out. Let me see. I'm getting oh, new information right now. Okay, this is just in I'm actually this just fine. In.
1: <laughs> this just in. I'm having a good day um how,
0: how's the news breaking for
1: you um it's fine you know you know <laughs> okay <laughs> okay doing just fine to get into the moment for the world mm. i want to continue on <laughs> the mo- the theme for moment of the world has been me watching hbo max
0: <laughs> which i have to just say is a kind of far cry from news <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, (laughs) current events, (laughs) Uh, ostensibly what this is for.
1: (laughs) Did you ever have to, like, when I was in middle school, we used to have these, like, current events, like, not projects, but, like, assignments, and you would have to, like, you know, like, bring in a current event. Yes, yes. I remember in one class, it was, like, every Wednesday, like, a different person had to, like, talk about a current event. Um... (laughs) Or, like, we would do it in Spanish class, and it would have to be, like, a current event in, like, a specific, like, Spanish-speaking country. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just remember, like, (laughs) you know, this is just proof that I was a child. But, like, going to Google and, like, Googling current events. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of, like, you know... You go to like the Washington Post and look at a headline. I literally was like <laughs> no. current events search. <laughs> just see what comes up. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Wow, when I was in the fifth grade in Miss Kirley's class, one of the current oh, events Kearley. that I that I um, presented on was the fact that we had crossed three hundred million people
1: in the US. Oh my! I remember that. Yeah. It was like, there are so many people here. How many people are there now? Like 330 or something like that? I feel that. like it actually came up in a recent, not recent, but in a previous episode of the podcast. And I said that it was like 400 million, but we're not. That's not No. True. <laughs> it's 328. <laughs>
0: okay, so 330, I was very then,
1: close. Oh my God, you were like on it. Come on, Miss Fax. Just you know, two million off. <laughs> um, just give or take. Uh, wow. Okay. Anyway, HBO Max. Um. Look, if you don't have an HBO Max account, not not that um, not that HBO is paying us to say any of this. Although, if they were, I will receive. Mad at it. I will receive. <laughs> Um, but HBO Max is the T. You were right You said this originally right Yes How dare you It is recorded It is
0: recorded
1: And you can listen to me say this I love that I'm like I'm just so brilliant I just thought of it myself I was like I just have to get it And you should get one too Kenyon Actually I think you'd like it Wow But I have started watching We're Here mmm uh, which is an HBO show. There are only three episodes. It is featuring... Oh, there are six. I'm sorry. There are six episodes. It's featuring three drag queens. Work. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> Work. Um, Give or take you know, three two drag million. queens Give or take two million. <laughs> uh, three or four hundred million drag queens. Bob the Drag... They're all from Drag Race. Bob the Drag Queen, who won season eight. Shangela, who was on seasons two and three and All Stars three. And Eureka, who was on nine and ten for the folks keeping score at home. Oh, right. Um, (laughs) But they go into, like, these small towns in America, like, middle America, with some air quotes around it. But, like, these small towns, the first episode is in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which has a population of, like, you know, somewhere in, like, like, under 10,000. And they, like, pick three people, or three people are selected, and they, like put these people up in drag and like talk to them about their lives. And it's like, it's just, I've only seen the first episode, but when I tell you I cried the whole time (laughs) watching this episode.
0: I'm so glad you're finally watching because I watched these months ago. I mean, there are six episodes. I saw five of them within, you know, 24 hours. And then have been (laughs) holding off on the sixth one because I don't want it to be
1: over. It's just so like... It's just so moving. It's like, these are real people. And, like, these queens are making, like, a real change in their lives. (laughs) it's just so... Oh, my gosh.
0: Someone grab her a tissue.
1: (laughs) Seriously. I mean, it's, like, so... It's transformative. Like, you're watching transformations happen.
0: It is really beautiful. And there's, like, somewhere in the first episode, I think it's Shangela says, like, drag is about empowerment. And I was, like... What? yes, that yeah. that is the truth. That is what we're seeing. Why would I not want to watch and weep to that for six hours? I literally am tearing up <laughs> right
1: now. <laughs> there, so in the first episode, Shangela is talking to, she's paired up with this young guy. He's a gay man, maybe like just graduated from high school. Um, and he works at a makeup counter and like is very like openly flamboyant, like queer. Um and he at some point is talking to Shangela, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Life is like walking around with a backpack on, and the backpack is full of bricks, and sometimes you just want to take the backpack off." Oh my god! And and Shangela like takes this and like then later tells it to his dad. Oh my god! It just is so. It's not sad. It's just like. It really, at least, I've only seen the first episode, I'm raving. But, like, (laughs) it just does such a great job of, like, capturing these people's real lives.
0: And it it feels very real, right? Yeah. And part of me is like, okay, well, it's still a TV show. Like, how real can this be? There are cameras and mics (laughs) everywhere. Like, what's not being said? Um, Right. But at the same time, it's like... we it's like it's we're here about queer people being in these places but also like we are here like the middle of the country is a place that exists that like yeah. doesn't get covered that yeah. like doesn't get represented in in popular media like
1: doesn't get that attention and or just gets r- written off as like oh especially in like to the, to the to us coastal elites <laughs> as like Ooh. you know this is a place where like everyone is white and straight and conservative and like I have nothing in common with these people. Um, and it's just so moving to see, like, no, like, we have everything in common with these people. Like, they're they're people. They're people with full lives. But then also, like, you know, you see that there are people in, at least in the first episode, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, um, who are like... Like, the f- opening montage is, like, them, and they come in, and they have their, like, huge buses, and yes. they're walking around and like, full geesh, head-to-toe, like, these... Fantasy. F- the full fantasy. Um, and then, like, they do this whole montage of them, like, walking around and meeting people and walking into stores, whatever, and everyone's like, ooh, who are you all? And, like, they're all, like, Intrigued. Over it. Yeah, but then the music stops, and someone is... You, like, just hear someone off-camera talking to a store owner, like oh, I'm never coming back in here because you all let those freaks come in here and do whatever they, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I just that it's called we're here, you know? It's like queer people are there too and like yeah. <laughs> are deserving, those, those queer people are deserving of community as well and like both to be a part of our like larger queer community and consciousness, but also like deserving of participating in the community that those people in that town have it's right. just it's so good i honestly i know that you're not like the drag race queen well but um this year uh drag race did this little like kind of mini series called celebrity drag race secret celebrity drag race where like there were four episodes. Each episode, there are, like, three queens from Drag Race, three kind of iconic queens, and they'll bring on three celebrities. Heavy on the air quotes on that one. This is just a big air quotes episode. <laughs> um But it kind of is, like, like, one of them, it was, like, you know, they'll bring on, like, straight men, or they'll bring on, like, straight black women, or they'll bring on, like, people who typically would not see themselves as, like, I'm going to put myself in drag. I'm going to be mm. in drag. Um, and it kind of feels like the point is, like, you know, drag is for everyone, and everyone can can learn something from this, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I had an experience of watching it that was like, yeah, I'm happy to see Drag Queens on TV, but, like, this show is not exactly the tea. <laughs> like, mm. it feels like, you know, giving the the microphone over to uh, not it, it feels like taking a platform that like has for so long been devoted solely to queer performers and like queer storylines and then making it a platform for straight people right. which is not awful but it's like mm, this kind of gets away from what I like about this show um, and We're Here is the exact opposite which is just so good it it really is like, you know, cuz not all the people that they make over are queer people. Right. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to keep watching. Oh, wow. I'm okay. so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's so good.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. To continue in you know the moments for for this real world that we're living in. Um <laughs> schools are already shutting down.
1: <laughs> Girl delusion. The word of the day is delusion. Ooh. Ooh. Because it's like y- y'all didn't know this was gonna <laughs> right. happen. Like could we not have foreseen? Well, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. Um To be you real You know when we all were like, you know, it's March fifteenth or whatever, and we're like, okay, it's quarant we're gonna do quarantine for a little bit until this is over and then we'll be back to normal. Like, obviously none of us thought that we would still be out here. It's August seventeenth and we're still quarantina the house down boots. Thank you. But here we are. Um yeah, it's like, you know, I'm here for let's have an optimistic plan, but it's like TikTok, y'all look around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean we optimism many strides.
0: <laughs> they were giving me optimistic not plan. They said we'll <laughs> just like kinda of put everyone together again and like we did it. <laughs> See how it goes. Which <laughs> is just irresponsible. I mean it's irresponsible and it's it's sad. I mean delusion denial.
1: Wow. Well. At least like, you know, it's ridiculous that it took us like, like there are, you know, schools that went back in like Georgia. I was reading this article about a school that went back in Georgia, which, first of all, I'm sorry if you're going back to school and it's the first week of August because that was not my experience growing (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember the first time that they were like, first day of school is like August 28th. And we were like, "You are kidding! <laughs> August, a summer month, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be in school."
0: <laughs> Infringing so on your rights already,
1: exactly. So already, that's no good. Um, but you know, like, went back, We're back for a week, and then they were like, oops, no. Turns out when you put a bunch of people together, someone likely has this thing and is spreading it to people without them knowing it. And then they had to move on. It's like, well, I could have told you that. And I'm not a friggin' epidemiologist or whatever degree I would need to have to be an expert. <laughs> Experta. What did I just say? Experta! <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um... There's nothing to be added there except for that um, school's over. School's out for not summer. <laughs> school's
1: and... out for autumn. <laughs> Honestly, school's out forever. Kenyon, <laughs> um, I have an ad- addition to uh, our newest segment, which is, well, here's something I just heard. <laughs> oh my gosh, what
0: did you hear?
1: <laughs> Which is a subsection of Moment for the World in which uh, we offer unsubstantiated, unfact-checked news again in air quotes. Right, right. Which is um, that different
0: than our Moment for the World already? Comment, <laughs> comment below. You tell us.
1: You tell us. Um, well, the first part is is real, and it is that Dua Lipa, the queen of pop, the current reigning queen of pop. Sorry, Gaga. Well, you know I love Gaga. She had her time. Hey, Chromatica
0: chromatica. never ends.
1: Girl, I love Chromatica. So let's not even get into all of that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um, Dua Lipa is releasing this full remix album of her album from earlier this year. Did you know about this? (laughs)
0: I'm going to yell. I'm going to actually have to scream.
1: So it's like what people have been saying is that it's like... What she has been saying is that each track is remixed like it is a full it's not like an album of like five remixes of the same song it's like each track gets its own remix um with all new features which is very exciting and the first one was released last week it's a remix of levitating the remix is by an artist named the blessed madonna and it is featuring missy elliott and madonna (laughs) oh my gosh and I think this remix is fierce. Wow. Um, but, okay, here's the thing, is that I have seen a leaked, like, speculative, like, here's what they think.
0: Ooh, I, you know how I feel about speculation.
1: <laughs> exactly. Here's what the, you know, the gays on Twitter think is going to happen. Right. Um, something else that has been confirmed is... Uh, what a remix of something where the remix is by Mark Ronson and it's featuring Gwen Stefani. So, like, Dua is pulling out the big guns. Yes. From but all eras. From all eras. The names that I'm seeing on this speculative list include Jamiroquai, Charlie Puth, uh, Clean Bandit, what? Kylie Minogue, what? Ed Sheeran, okay. Charlie XCX, Normani. <laughs> <laughs> Canyon is falling out. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, wait, can we talk concept for a second? Because this is just, this is a revolution. I mean, we've been looking for the successor (laughs) to the album for quite some time. right? And this this is giving me a vision into the future. Yeah, a vision of love. Thank you. Um, The idea of writing an album and planning on it to be fully remixed and then re-released, like, imagine, that just feels... That just feels so new and fresh. Like, it's not just like I did a one song collab. I'm just doing a one thing over here. It's like, no,
1: the project is actually about both of these things. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hot. It's so, I'm so excited. She's a queen of fob. And she's how old? I don't know, like 25?
0: Rude. Rude to me personally. <laughs>
1: Oops. <laughs> yeah, I'm just also um, supposed
0: to be a pop star right now. That's oh, not true.
1: <laughs> so when you say supposed to be, right, what does right, that right, exactly mean? Right, right, mean? right, right. She's 24. Wow. Actually, I hate that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. hmm. So plus or minus 2 million, and then actually you hate it
1: as well. <laughs> She's, 24. She's 24. Her birthday is in a couple days. Her birthday is on August 22nd. <laughs> Happy Is that the day this comes out? Birthday. No, it's not. That's Happy Saturday. birthday, anyway. Dua Lipa. <laughs> we, honestly, we, we love, we love Dua. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. <laughs> we love Dua, Dua Lipa. Lipa.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't want to leave this, this part of the conversation. This part of our time. Because... I know, because... <laughs>
1: We're going on to talk about something a lot less fun than Dua Lipa. (laughs) (sighs) Um, (laughs) A lot less fun than Dua Lipa. Mm. Mm -mm. Before we even really dive into the meat, well, the the thing that we're here to talk about today is Kamala. (laughs) We're here to talk about Kamala. We're here to talk about Joe Biden. We're here to talk election. We're here to talk voting. We're here to talk, et cetera. Um, Before we even get into it, I just have to say that like, if you have had enough, (laughs) like if you have had enough of the discourse, please feel free to go ahead, turn this off because there have been many days in the last, you know, five days (laughs) since it's been announced that I've wanted to throw my wireless router into the fucking blender because I can't it's like I—it's too much, um, and so if you're feeling that way, go off. And I get it, and I'm with you. Bye. Got you next. <laughs> <laughs> go off as in actually log off, <laughs> actually log <get> off. off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're that we're here to talk about. That's what we're here to talk about,
0: right? I mean, for everyone who's sticking around, it, it's kind of a mess out there. I mean, we know that, right? We did. We right. we've been knowing that. But, like, pandemic's still going on. USPS, is that even real anymore?
1: Where is she? Like... Where'd she go? I want her back. <laughs> <laughs> that meme that's like, feel like pure shit, just want her back. <laughs> <laughs> that's me about the USPS. Wow. I mean... But, yeah, this... I mean, it is a good way to start, because I think that it is... You know it's what is important is that things are happening. That is such a silly way to say that. <laughs> What's important is that like <laughs> like there's a lot that is wrong. like there's a lot that is wrong, there's a and that isn't just like, you know, for some people, that's like, "Oh, this is uncomfortable or oh, this isn't exactly how I'd like it to be." And for a lot of people, that means like. My job, my livelihood, my house, my food, my income, my life is at stake, Um, including and not limited to, you know, the USPS. We're in the middle of a pandemic, a pandemic that is disproportionately affecting black and brown people, disproportionately affecting poor people who are disproportionately themselves black and brown. Um,
0: And also essential workers.
1: Yes, essential workers are disproportionately black and brown. Like, you know, it all is of the same. Um, In addition to, like, you know, if we're thinking kind of in in the greater political realm, like, USPS isn't the only thing being threatened. We've got Social Security being threatened. Uh, DHS is out here in the streets disappearing people. Fully snatching people off the street. Um, You know the police continue to be an issue, to say the least. Um, we've got kind of the general like racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, hate crimes are up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's a bad world, right? And I mean, and like a bad state. Not we're not trying to
0: overwhelm right now, but like that is the lay of the land.
1: To name only a few, right, right, um, and you know, it's probably see where we're going with this, um, you know, if you can look over the last four years under our current president and point out a lot of things that are that have significantly worsened, right,
0: and I mean, they've absolutely worsened over these four years, but also like the groundwork has done been laid, you know, for the last whatever. if you want Forever. to really
1: go that, none of it is new, way. and right, and it did not; it was not invented by Donald Trump. <laughs> um, it has been around under Republicans and Democrats alike, right? So, like, let's not pretend that it hasn't because it's not true. Um, speaking of the truth, I <laughs> this is like what. We have, I feel we have been talking about on the podcast for so long now, like that. So much of the issue of so many things feels like okay, we can't hold multiple things that are true at once, right? Um, I say this literally all the time, and I always feel kind of goofy when I say it, but like, (laughs) I feel like one of the things that is wrong (laughs) with our society, with our Cultural awareness, whatever is that? Like many things can be true at once, um, and I feel like we're—it's like our human brains to be like, oh, there's good and evil. There's like people who are with us and people who are against us. There's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do, and there are people who do the right thing and people who do the wrong thing. And it's like that's not. Well, I mean, Jerome, we've got to we've got to continue to to kind of respect that binary. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. <laughs> I see. Be careful there. Um, so. so, you no, know. No, you're absolutely let's, right. Right. Let's be clear that none of this is new. But also, let's not pretend that it hasn't gotten significantly worse in the last four years. Um, like, both those things are true. Right.
0: And then it's like looking at, trying to look towards the future, which is, one, difficult right now. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, next month, let alone, <laughs> you know, three years from now. But right. trying to look at the future and trying to, trying to, you know, pick people who are going to help us dig ourselves a little bit out of this hole that we're in. It's like, oh, there's a lot of things that are true. Like, there are, there are a lot of things that are true about right. Kamala and Joe and our current state. And it's like, yeah, mm, mm, do I have the capacity to stay informed and also stay healthy in the midst of that?
1: That's a very that's a very good question, and I wanted I want to get to that. Um, it's a really good question, which is why it's like if you're <laughs> that's where I'm like if you're talked out, it's all good. <laughs> like, you don't need to listen to this. Um, yeah, so you know, there are issues. There are things that are wrong. What is the solution? Where do we go Ooh, from here? Got the rights for that from Miss <laughs> Solange, Jenny. <honey>. Wow. Um, <laughs> Deep. But, you know, what do we what are we supposed to do? Like how what, what are we supposed to do? Where are the where are the solutions? Um and I think that's something that, you know, should we is perhaps a solution, but of course is one that we should be critical of: is voting. Um you've got a lot of people out here like voting is the answer. Um, I probably would say that voting is one of many answers, (laughs) that there are many ways that we can be supporting one another out here. You can be donating to organizations. You can be donating to people individually. You can be getting involved in activism that works outside of like the written rules and laws and functions and pathways of, you know, the U S constitution and our, National and state laws, whatever. Um, there was a lot of stuff to do. Um, but we kind of want to talk about voting, voting as a solution, right, and is you know voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris the solution to the things that are happening here and now
0: and I mean, you know you look at a you look at a platform and it's like, oh well. Biden Harris versus Trump Pence. Just looking at the words written, you know, on their little platform websites, then it's like, okay, well, maybe it's very clear to me. It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess one of these things is better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but when we get into issues of trust, like, well, if this, you know, stuff has gotten worse in the last four in the last four years, but like, if this situation, you know, has been created, um. By actions of people, you know, that stretch back a lot longer than the four years, then things like Kamala's record, Joe's record get called into question. It's like, can we trust these people to be helpful? (laughs) Question mark?
1: Right. Right. I kind of am, you know, a lot of people are talking about lesser of two evils. And not wanting to have to pick between the lesser of two evils. Um, And I certainly feel that. But I also feel like, you know, America just is evil. (laughs) Like, America just is founded on evil. Evil Evilness. And, like, if... I'd love to have a conversation about, you know, I think that the government system that was laid out in the Constitution really made some points. Like, democracy is fierce. I'm here for people being represented. That being said, the Constitution also, like half the time was about slavery. So, like, you know, f- founded on evil. Like, A1, day one. Um, to, which is why when people are like, oh, like, I don't want to choose between the lesser of two evils, like, is not everything always that way? Like, mm. in this capitalist world, I, always, I feel like, you know, and if I want to have a phone, like, the phones that we have available to us are made with materials that are produced in sketchy ways are made in factories that have very dubious labor protection, like, you know, just to name one thing, but then like, you know, you go on Instagram and it's like, Oh, we shouldn't be eating Driscoll's berries because the labor that is used to pick those berries is extremely underpaid. And, and those workers have no protection. So it's like, you know, everywhere you go, it's like, you're trying to choose a way out that causes the least harm, or like you can try to choose that. Like, that's something that you could think about. But, like, you know, no one is exempt from it. We aren't, we are never outside of it.
0: And that kind of makes me want to control alt delete, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like bounce out. Just kind of like, oh, I either like remove myself from the equation, like actually move somewhere else, or like, like divest and hardcore divest and you know this is the revolution evolution kind of tug of war right and like when when confronted with like you mean this is always going to be the lesser of two evils then like no then i'm like revolution is the answer then then like that is that is the way i see but if we're talking about voting today voting is not that's not revolution so when you go to the polls don't this is that's not <laughs> that's not the side of revolution. <laughs> that is not that the side of revolution. Saying. Like yeah. electoral <laughs> politics,
1: like aren't giving you that, right? There, it is an evolutionary space, which doesn't mean it's bad. Which it doesn't just mean like it's recognize bad. what it, what
0: is possible there and what is not possible there.
1: Right. I mean, here's my thing about revolution, and I certainly think that it is that I'm in a privileged position to say this, but like. Revolution is It is tough. It is not very safe. It is very dangerous. Like, if we're talking literally about, like, overthrowing these systems of power to replace them with something new, like, and just to, like, we're doing it, we're rolling out, we're going, like, that to me is... That to me is really scary. Like, that, I, I don't know what that looks like, you know. I don't know what that means for me. I don't know what that means for the people that I love and care about. I don't know what that means for, like, the status quo in terms of, like, you know, I'm a person who would love to just, like, you know, get up and write music every day. <laughs> and I don't know what that means if, like, we're overthrowing every system that we have. Um, and I know that there are other people who are, like, I live in danger every day because of the system that exists. And so, like, whether we're evolving or revolving, revolting, sorry, (laughs) Um, like, the danger is here. Right. And to some extent, that is true for me. It is not as true for me as it is for other people, of course. Um, But, I mean, when people... That's why I kind of am like... (laughs) I just have always been kind of like, okay, well, let's do some quick evolution. Like, let's make some change real quick because I just don't, you know, I don't know what the revolution looks like. And I right, kind right. of feel like a punk saying that, like, oh, I'm scared because, like, people are scared every day. Like, why, why does it matter that I'm scared? Well, I mean,
0: I think it, it, it matters in how it affects, and maybe that's not a question that you were actually asking, <laughs> no, but it I think it's, it matters in how it affects, how you can affect the world. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're not here to be foregrounding our own defensiveness, our own fear. Those things hinder us. And I feel like that's what you're getting at. It's like, what is it? Uh, okay, I'm scared, but like. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the same time, we've got to deal with them or else actually we're not, we're, we're ill-equipped to be right. running the race, fighting the fight. Um, right. And what does that look like? I don't know in this country. We're bad at that. Culturally, we are bad at that. I think, you know, sometime on this podcast, you said we don't have a culture of apology. Um, Why? I think because we also don't have a culture of, like, recognizing and, and dealing with the things that fear us. <laughs> we just blow them up. And we yeah. silence them and we erase them. We invisibilize them. We throw money at them. And it's like, ooh, like, your fears are still here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, so... D- like my thing about like oh do i want to vote or do i not want to vote it's like unless we are overthrowing the powers that be which i just don't i just don't think we i don't think it's happening like i don't i don't see that in the future in the near future for us who knows what the future holds we are still in quarantine in august but like i you know from where i see it like there's going to be an election one either donald trump or joe biden is going to be the next president in like you know all likelihood and like we're still out here like the problem still exists and so i kind of get to a point of like okay am i am i going to try to do as much as i can am i going to try to use a lot of different routes to do something about it or am i not going to do that right and Um, right yeah yeah but, I mean, it, it brings us back to this, like, lesser of two evils thing. It's like, you know, okay, I'm, I want to do something about it. I want to do that through voting. But, like, what does it mean to vote for someone who has a record that you don't agree with? Right. It's tough.
0: I, it's really tough because voting gets to, is this thing, I feel like, that we, we... The rhetoric around voting is, like, one person... One vote. And what you know, your vote is the time for you exercise for you to exercise your beliefs. And when you're confronted with the lesser of two evils, in that narrative, right. it's like, oh, I'll be saying that I wholeheartedly like I'm putting my principles behind this thing that I think is also bad. Right. That doesn't square. I'm either or like
1: I'm I'm signing on to a team led by a person who I have really not agreed with in the past.
0: Right. Um I don't think it's a helpful way to look at voting. Um, I agree. For, like, for the reasons that like we kind of already brought up, first of all, like voting is just not it. Like, not all the change is going to happen that way. The other things are like necessary to get us from where we are to where we might hope one day to be. So don't yeah. try it. This is not the end-all be-all. This is not the solution.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is just a part of it. Um, and so when we vote, it's not like this is going to be an expression of my full-throated belief. Right. I mean, the framework I think about of, of, of voting is like is of donating my vote. You know, it's like, mm. who I, I can vote actually on behalf of other people. This is not like me voting for me what I believe. It's like me looking at the world and seeing, world and seeing like, there are these things, there are these people, there are these systems, cultures that need help. And how can I leverage my vote? For those people, on the on behalf of the expression of their humanity, their beliefs, um, yeah. and then it beca- then I feel like it gets a little bit easier to look at the lesser of two evils and be like, oh well, like one person's going to maybe help some people, one person's not going to.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a a lot of thoughts about record, but I think one thing that I wish there were more space for is certainly like people should be held responsible for the things that they have done in the past um and i'm a, we're about to start being more specific <laughs> we've been so like vague the house down but um like certainly people should be responsible for the things that they have said and done in the past but also i think that it comes back to this culture of apology this culture of many things being true at once like people can change and do different things and say different things and think different things and apologize for things they've done in the past and regret doing them and like try to work to undo the things that they have done. Um, That being said, you know, you only have to apologize for stuff you've done in the past. If you were doing stuff you shouldn't have been doing, (laughs) right? (laughs) but like it, there is certainly a difference between like, you know, people who apologize and people who do not. Um, There was some interview in, like, 2016 of Hillary Clinton when someone was like, oh, like, your views on this, that, and the other thing have changed from the last 10, 20, 30 years. Like, your views keep on changing. You keep changing your opinions on all these different things. Like, what do you say to that? And she was like of course my views have changed. Like, if I thought the same, if anyone thinks the same thing for 30 years, like, lives 30 years of life and hasn't changed any opinion on anything, it's like, what are you up to? Like, that's actually very bad. (laughs) So, like, you know, I think that there needs to be more space for, like, time to pass and change to happen and for people to learn things. Absolutely. Um, When it comes specifically to Kamala and you're looking at these laws that she enforced as, uh, as attorney general, as district, district attorney, like all this stuff that she has done in her past, um, you know, I've, which are obviously related to mass incarceration, which are related to you know, the system that systematically throws poor people who are disproportionately black and brown, and specifically black and brown people, in prison um and uh, certainly she played an active role in that but i also think it's important to consider like people look at that and there's been a lot of this discourse particularly this summer about like that is anti black and that's really bad um and I think that it's great that now those that it is really commonplace to understand that, to understand how our prison industrial complex and mass incarceration and school-to-prison pipeline, like, it's really great that these are things that more people are understanding and, and realizing are true. But, like, it has not always been that way. And it has not even always been that way amongst black people. Like, mm. when, you know, Kamala was DA and AG, when... Joe Biden was writing the crime bill and Bill Clinton was signing it, like, there were black people at that time, at all of those times, there continue to be black people who have been tricked into thinking that, like, the police is actually the solution, right? Like, that is the trick. The trick was that, like, oh, yes, this system actually is going to help you or it actually is going to make your your neighborhood safer or whatever. Mm. Um, now, it, of course, as I just said, like it is more commonplace now to know that that is a trick. But like, you know, not everyone has the time to be able to do the analysis to figure out to connect A to B and figure out, oh, the thing that is dangerous is the thing that they that everyone is telling me is not dangerous. right you know It, it is purposefully a, an opaque system um that has been made clear now but i mean the thing that i just keep thinking about is like you know i see people on social media or wherever talking about oh well all this stuff that kamala did from you know 2009 to 2016 or whatever like she all that is so bad 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 but these people have only been saying defund the police since june 2020
0: <laughs> it's like welcomed and it's party. like
1: you know you l- yeah like <laughs> We're out here like, thank you for joining, but like, you know, every, everybody's got to join. <laughs> and we were not all here. Um, Yeah, I did like, you know, I think about after like Ferguson in 2014, like people were not saying defund the police. People were saying, you know, we need police reform. People were saying, I'm sorry, there were people who were saying defund the police. Yes. But... That was, not the ra- that was not everyone's rallying and cry. And that was not every Black person's rallying cry. Um, and part of why we're here is because of what we did there. And I'm using right. we
0: very broadly and, and speaking about just the narratives. Like The narrative was, there were people saying defund the police then, but the narrative was about reform. It was about body cams. It was about making internal changes, right? right? And to be now years from that point we actually can look back and learn from that and say that we know that that doesn't work because we did try that. Like, that, right. that is why we're now at a place to say defund the police and why more people are, are signing on to that, feeling convicted about that, is because we are learning and we are changing and we are growing. Now, the, the, the part that I cannot, I don't want to ever skip over is that time, in time, people are hurt like the, in the time between you know some people to say reform the police uh and now more people a majority of people well not a majority of people <laughs> but more people saying defund the police just in that example like in that time like people died at the hands of police like yeah many many people and there's no, there's no there's no smoothing that over there's no there's no quote-unquote making that right. These are things that we must live with. Um, yeah. So time is not... Time Time is, is part of the game. It, the delay aspect of it is like, if we can just delay and keep reforming, it's like part of the game for, for people to keep dying. And at the same time, it's like ha- we have to have a broader perspective in time to actually see change happen. Like change... Changes occurring in people's hearts and in people's minds and in people's policies, hopefully. And so looking at Kamala, then it's like hearing hearing her her regret some of the decisions that she's made in her past, hearing her say like, oh, I wouldn't do that again. That, you know, in the political arena is always seen as like a, as like a, oh, you've gone back on your word, a two-facedness right. that she can't be trusted. And it's like, Why is that not actually the sign of a mature person
1: learning? Right. Because, and and here's actually why I kind of, (laughs) I will reveal, that I kind of, (laughs) there are things that I love about Joe and Kamala and Joe picking Kamala. Like, if we compare to our current president, our current president said, you know, in January or whenever that we didn't have to worry about the coronavirus, and never since then has been able to say, hey, I made a mistake, or we had some wrong information, or whatever. Hey, we I said we didn't have to wear a mask, but like, hey, we've got to wear masks now. Or I said that we were going to do X, but actually now we have to do Y. And I'm saying something different than I said before. Like, the fact that he cannot even do that, what is so deeply simple, is why we continue to be in this mess. Which again, let's not just say it's a mess, it is something that is killing people. We are deadly quickly approaching 200,000 people dead in the United States and we'll blow past that number. Um, so, yeah, is it messed up? Like, are there things that Kamala and Joe have done in the past that are messed up that they need to really take responsibility for? Because... Not only did it make things unpleasant, not only did it further, you know, segregation in schools, or not only did it, did people get sent to prisons that did not match their gender identity. Like, these are all things that are bad, um, but and also people that, died. And things that we have to sit with. And things that we have to sit with. There like, are things that are, are true and that happened. Right. And but I'm at not the same saying time, that we
0: need to, like, just brush past Cobbler and Joe's bad record because they've changed now. <laughs> like, no, no, no accountability requires memory and so we've got to we've got to right. keep their faults actually in our minds as we go yeah. and and as we take them with us to the polls like take take right. everything that you actually know about these people and their records to the polls
1: hold it right i i know that i also think that it's important that I think that it is important to have a president who can apologize. I think it is important to have a president who can say, hey, I did this thing in the past, and I wouldn't do it again, and I messed up. And even if, you know, some people are like, oh, well, they're only saying that to get votes, or they're only saying that to whatever. Well, yes, that actually is what you have to do to get my vote. (laughs) Like, to get my vote, you actually do have to say these specific things. So if you're only saying it to get my vote, if you're saying it to be facetious, girl, go off. But, like, that actually is what I need to hear if you want the vote from me. Um, But that, like, people also have been bringing up, like, you know, Kamala called out Joe for working with segregationists at the debate, and now they're working together. Like, what's up with that? That, to me, again, is... I see Joe Biden saying, hey, you really... That... You landed a big punch on me. Like, that put a huge dent in my little, you know, cruise ship sailing into the nomination. Right. And... I and that doesn't mean we can't work together. Like <laughs> even if, you know, you have done this thing that could be seen as like oh, political warfare whatever, like I still you know want to I still can put that personal whatever aside and work with you because I can admit that you were right and that I I did something wrong in the past. And that for on Kamala's side that she can say, okay, yeah, there's stuff that is wrong with you, and I still am going to work with you anyway. Um, there was this interview that she did with Stephen Colbert, and Colbert was like, why, you know, how do you answer for this thing that happened in that debate? Um, and in the beginning, Kamala kind of brushes it off as, like, oh, haha, it was a debate, like, whatever, like, people say things in debates. But I think that, I don't know, what I got out of that was, like, yeah. I disagree with things that he has done. That doesn't mean I'm not going to work with him now because he has demonstrated an effort to want to do better. And this is not, like... (laughs) I I think all of this is true, right? Like, this is not me being like, oh, these are the two superheroes that we need today. Like, they are not infallible people. But, like, no one is. And I actually enjoy i appreciate the things that i have seen from them that embrace like yeah we are trying to reckon with with our past it just feels like something that like let's just say that that's not something that ever happens in the republican party you know mm. <laughs> like mm. it it is something that a lot of folks in the democratic party have had to do because they uh, because we are in a party that like seems to at least want to build coalition or whatever and like have a big umbrella and fit anyone under it but i would rather have that than you know people being straight up like oh i've never done anything wrong and i'm not sorry for anything hey Kenyon and jerome here we are just popping in to say that this is the end of the first half of the conversation but don't fret there's more so pop on over to the next episode and
0: continue on Thanks for listening, Divas! We Love That is brought to you by Kenyon and Jerome. Our music is by Sophia Compermore, and our art is by Griffin Keller. And please drop us a line at we podcast at gmail.com.
1: Look at my face.
0: Look at my face. How would they run? How would they stay all day in the?
1: I love that song. Sun. Yeah, get
0: right up under the note. Just cozy right <laughs> up right under it. Nice and
1: comfy <laughs> underneath the note.
0: <laughs> mm.